Hey everybody, I'm Jackson Bailey, and welcome to another episode of Jackson Bailey Spooks America. I'm Jackson Bailey. I'm Adam. Dusha's not here. And I am uh, also Adam, again, filling in for Dusha. <laughs> for now and maybe forever. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. Ow. I listened, to, <laughs> I listened to the latest episode of this that we recorded back at my house, and it just starts with us talking about having an incest relationship. <laughs> Because the what? start of yeah, because the start of that conversation is gone. I don't know what the hell we were talking about. But hey, good. So today we're talking on Jackson Belly Speaks America. We're going to talk about uh, Roswell and probably by extension a lot of other um, famous UFO crash sites, um, which is sort of one of those other famous ones. Oh, there are plenty. Um, and these are the kind of things that you kind of they always pop up when people talk about finding physical evidence for UFOs. And we're going to talk a, a bit about what physical evidence I reckon there tends to be. And we're going to talk about the veracity and um, the evidence behind them and also probably about UFOs in general. It's going to be good, but let's start with Roswell. Adam, you were saying earlier that you know, uh, like a little bit about Roswell. You, you... I did in year seven. Yeah. I did a public speaking thing about it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I was a big like, I was super into as a kid, super into space, and then yeah, that yeah. just fell into aliens and bullshit like that. Mm, that's a good place to go. Aliens are very. It's a, it's an interesting topic when you get past the sort of like surface of it because a lot of the sort of initial stuff you read is this idea that they're these these like aliens like literally you know mm. non they're extraterrestrials that's what i'm looking for that have like come to earth to experiment on humans and then leave but then you sort of read some of the sort of other books and other people's theories and you're like hmm something weirder is going on than that if something's going on at all well what, what do you know about roswell i know there was like a crash and you know the military comes in yada yada the fact I remember the most, and I remember it being so compelling as a kid, but now looking back. <laughs> <clears throat> but as a kid, I remember this one thing where it's like a uh, a army or an air mm. force colonel comes out and they've found the wreckage of whatever this thing that crashed in Roswell. Yeah. And he's like, it's an extraterrestrial. And then a couple hours later, the military are like, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weather balloon. Weather balloon. <laughs> People are like, ah, proof, that one guy came out. And I'm like, yeah, that one guy, that one colonel comes out and he's like, it's a mm. thing. And then they cover it up. Looking back as a kid, you're like, what, he was just mistaken? Yeah, what if <laughs> his just initial reaction was just wrong? He's just a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting if you look at the, like, because you say weather balloon. And weather balloon is, is one of those examples that people often use to discredit, like, a UFO, like, mm. crash. Most of the time, they're like, oh, it's a weather balloon. And at first, you're like, oh, that's ridiculous. You know, weather balloon doesn't look like heaps like a UFO. But then you see, like, the military-grade weather balloons, and mm. you're like, mm, maybe. <laughs> Very potentially. But that did happen. That's true about Roswell, certainly. A lot of the initial um, – it's really interesting if you look at the newspaper articles from the time. Yeah, the, And and uh, I remember reading this great article where a person was going through those articles and trying to find the sources. So in the first article, they cite – uh, an interview with an army guy, some some general or whatever. And you're right, he's like, we found a crashed extraterrestrial craft. But then later it's rescinded in a, in a second newspaper article where they're like, no, here's what the military actually says. So 
But I think tracking down that initial general and that initial report has proved like very difficult to find out who mm. he is. And of course, the conspiracy theorists are all claiming like, "Oh, he got murdered. He got done in because he knew the truth." Of course. Um, hey, well, it's a good good way to go about it. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, yeah. So that's where that sort of story comes from. Also, a lot of witness testimony, and especially the first guy who found it, uh, who was a farmer, I think. He still claims to this day, and I think maybe potentially to his deathbed, that it was an extraterrestrial craft that was discovered. Well, yeah, again, whether or not that's the case, who knows? And a lot of really interesting, I don't know whether you'd call them like legitimate or like worthy of thinking about, <laughs> theories have sprung up about it, but uh, it's a very interesting case. 1938, that's when it was, yeah? Roswell, New Mexico. I forget the year. Hmm. I know that after the crash... There was a investigation by a lot of amateurs in the area, mm. and they discovered material that was supposedly left over from the crash. And it was like, oh, it's a kind of aluminium or whatever. But what's really weird is that you often get that at like UFO crash sites. They're like, oh, it was a form of aluminium that that was discovered. But you're like, that's not that alien. <laughs> what? We have that. We have that. That's how not is, a big how deal. is that a big deal? So what what are you, what are your opinions on the idea of, of of Roswell and I guess other UFO crash sites and UFOs in general. Where do you stand now? I I don't believe in aliens. Well, it's not that I don't believe in aliens. Mm. It's that I I don't believe the government is hiding aliens from us. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> like I, you, you struggle, I think, to sometimes separate like the crazy side of the investigation mm. from the more serious side, like with all of the things we've talked about on Jackson Bailey Spooks America. Same with Patterson, Gimlin, and and Sasquatch. You know, you have these people out there that are like, I just genuinely want to know what's going on. (laughs) Then you have these crazy people that are like, the government's keeping greys from me. Let me see the greys. I tried asking that postman, but he won't tell me anything. He won't let me know where the greys are. You got them? (laughs) All government officials know where they are. (laughs) There's one building. I know it's somewhere in my skin. (laughs) (laughs) So here's an interesting theory. Just This is sort of about UFOs in general. And I recently reread The Mothman Prophecies. And The Mothman Prophecies is this book by a, I guess you call him like a paranormal investigator or an alien investigator named John A. Keel. Mm. And now the book basically entails his um, visit to this town in, in, in America, North America, called uh, Point Pleasant in West Virginia. And the town pretty much experiences this weird... Um, it's called within sort of supernatural paranormal circles, it's known as a window. And basically what a window is, is or, or a window is an area where a lot of mysterious things happen at once. So it's often when you find places with Sasquatch sightings, they also have UFO sightings. If you have a lake that tends to see, people see it, tend to see a monster in it. At the same time on the shore, sometimes they'll see a Sasquatch or ghosts or all that shit comes together, and that's known as a window area. Uh-huh. In Australia, the Simpson Desert is considered a window area, which is funny because it's a big desert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and then also it, what Johnny Keel's investigating in the Mothman Prophecies is known as a flap. And a flap is instead of a, a place, it's a period of time over <laughs> the course of which a lot of really strange things happen. That's what happens at Point Pleasant. Huh. Anyway, why the fuck was I talking about this? Damn it. I sounded like I knew what I was going on about, but I've lost it. <laughs> fuck. Uh, bye bye trail of thought uh, You're talking about way? Mothman Before that UFOs, crash sites uh, Ah, there we go, government facilities Ah, So something that John Keel points out And he doesn't believe in the extraterrestrial theory for UFOs But something he points out is that In 99% of UFO cases Wherein the 
abductee is taken aboard the ship or taken to a government facility or something like that, yeah, they experience like a quite a bright flash of light or flashing lights. You know, it'll come from the UFO and it'll hit them in the face or they'll wake up to a flash of light in the middle of the night and they'll see greys around their bed and then they'll be taken somewhere. And often they get taken, if they are taken to a military base, you know, which is kind of what people tend to be like, oh, the government, they have Area 51, they've got UFOs everywhere. Often upon trying to rediscover the location of the military base, they just can never find it. Now, what John A. Keel proposes, and again, I don't, I'm not agreeing with this. I'm not saying this is the case. I'm just saying that this is an interesting theory, mm. is that what's actually happening is um, there's this interesting phenomenon with the human eye, where if we're presented with a flickering light, and you can do this yourself if you have some cardboard and a record player, if we're presented with a flickering light at the right, like, spins Spin. per minute or whatever yeah. the fuck, it actually causes you to hallucinate. It's just this weird thing that our eye does. I remember when I was like 14 trying to do it with a mate. Didn't work. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the thing. So John A. Keel theorizes that what the bright light is, is that it, it gets us in the right state for whatever entity is trying to control us or convince us or whatever, then just uses to cause a hallucination whilst they do whatever their job is. Anyway, that's just an interesting little theory from John A. Keel. Whether or not you agree with you know that as the explanation for what's going on, it's it's something to consider. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else about Roswell, because there are a lot of other UFO crashes. Do you know about any others? Or any others of, like, sort of note to you? UFO crashes? Mm, or, yeah, or, like, large-scale alien sightings, I guess. Mm, uh, no, not really mm. from memory. There's uh, the... It's, it's often called the British Roswell. It was called... I think it was... Rendlesham Forest, potentially. <laughs> and it was basically a similar event where it was like a UFO crash, the military investigated, but then they claimed it was something else. And there was an article in 14 Times recently where they were going through and doing that same well, doing that same thing that they did at Roswell where they're like, well, let's try and find the sources on everybody's initial reactions to mm. see how genuine. A lot of them fall apart under scrutiny. My right. favorite explanation for Roswell ever is that the Soviets <laughs> got two dwarves <laughs> and uh-huh. they put those dwarves in uh, an experimental craft. Uh-huh. And that experimental craft crashed and was meant to just spook the shit out of America. <laughs> like, they were meant to get that and be like, what the fuck is happening? Now I'm scared of Russia heaps. Uh-huh. That's my favorite theory. Okay. <laughs> um, what about you? What, what would you put Roswell down as? Would you put it down as oh, that like... That dwarf thing seems pretty compelling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty on board there. <laughs> no, I... Like, I've seen the... Because they laid out the mm. guy who's like, it's an alien. They lay out the thing in front of you. Mm. It looks a lot like a weather balloon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it looks a lot. Like, like it's you can see the aluminium part mm. is quite obviously the balloon of it. Yeah, yeah. I think what's interesting... And maybe it means nothing, but you wonder why, like that one general, why that was his, because he said that to the newspaper. Mm, yeah. You're like, it's, it's interesting that even if he knew it was in a weather balloon, why would that be what he said? You know? I like to think Idiot. That, well, just a stupid dude. I like to think that it was because he was like, like an idiot. Yeah. And he's like, we can't let them know we've got weather balloons up there monitoring whatever we're monitoring. That's all right. I've got a great lie. <laughs> was aliens. See what you say. And someone's like, what? And he's like, 
aliens. Everyone I mean, like, like, you're like, a fucking idiot. I could imagine. Well, I mean, at the time, UFO panic or, or mm. that kind of like UFO enthusiasm was Actually, not strong. I do know uh, another one. I think it was during Roswell must have been after World War Two. Yes. Yeah. I think you were saying 30s. No, before. maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was 1940s. Oh. I want to say 50s. Okay, maybe it was. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I remember reading um, a bunch of reports of. I think we've discussed this before. I think but, it was on a shut up. Do you mean Foo Fighters? Yeah. Yeah. Very weird, right? Not everyone's heard that episode. Well, anyway, a bunch of reports from. Th- this is like the earliest sightings of UFOs. And when I say UFOs, I mean them being referred to as UFOs. Oh, yeah. Some of them, uh, earliest ones were during World War II when pilots would just spot balls of light flying past at great speeds and um, just unexplained objects, especially trailing behind planes. Mm. That's interesting. And it's like and they, were, just, they were just like little lights kind of acting like dolphins sort of. like, like Yeah, follow, like they would the, often describe them as being animal-like. Mm, playful, yeah. I've heard it described as. Um, which, And I think I, re- I, I said this in the shut up a second that that always reminds me of this one person's theory that UFOs, which by and large aren't reported as sort of gleaming silver spaceships, they're often more reported as little globes of light or mm. large just balls of light in mm. the sky, are an, an animal, just a, a species that we've yet to discover which lives in the stratosphere, which is the one ecological niche that nothing is sort of taken hold of um and that they just come down and in playfully like dolphins they kind of follow planes and what have you and that they can only be seen in infrared light or some shit and that's why we don't see them most of the time but occasionally they dip into our band of visible i think part of that uh theory that they're animals Mm. or whatever is that we didn't start noticing them until we started flying oh yeah that's true that's true because uh, before that they wouldn't um, come down and and, and maybe I said this in the shut up a second as well, but I'm not sure. Something very interesting. And talking about UFOs, um, like, at large. <laughs> that ain't what I meant to say. Uh-huh. On large? What do you mean, like, talking about UFOs in general? At large. Oh, I mean, I was right. All yeah, right. UFOs. I just thought that was like, UFOs at large. <laughs> Thousand dollar bounty. 1954. <laughs> UFOs at large. But when you talk about UFOs at large, it's... Pertinent to remember and and certainly take into consideration, you know, when you're coming up with your um, belief or whatever, whatever how, how you feel about them, is the fact that over the course of history, UFOs have changed shape. Mm. And it's really interesting as well. There's this great infographic that shows you from the sort of most famous UFO sightings and alien sightings over the years, the changing like face of aliens. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you notice it certainly heaps with, with aliens and in a weirder way, you notice it with UFOs. But with aliens, you notice that, like, the tendency to look like a typical grey just increases, like, <laughs> almost, not exponentially, but that doesn't make sense. But it's it like, gets stronger and stronger. Yeah, exactly. It's like 19, you know, 20. It's like fat little grey dwarves. <laughs> 1925, bloody, like, uh, eight-legged ball. Uh, 1930, we're talking, like, grasshopper man. 1950, you're talking, like, your kind of classic green-skinned lizard alien, and then it's like 1999, grey, 1992, grey, 1993, grey, and just like changing shape in very minor variations, which is very interesting because you're like, well, there you go. They've like hit the, the pop culture. Exactly. The more we hear about a grey or the supposed shape of an alien, the more that's what we see. Mm. Uh, and with UFOs, it's very similar. But what's weird about UFOs is that in, and this is something that I wish people did more research on because it's so weird. I want to know what it's about. In like the 1800s, instead of 
getting sightings of spaceships, people would see giant airships like zeppelins, mystery zeppelins in the sky. And they would be like, what are these? But they never knew. And it was always like this, you read sightings in newspapers where it's like a zeppelin driven by somebody who looks like a madcap inventor flying across the <laughs> bloody you know, streets of New York. And you're like, who, what was that? Was that the same phenomena that gives us like spaceships and balls of light? Or was that like some lad had just come up with a bloody magic Zeppelin that let him fly across the sky? I don't know. It's very interesting. And you never get much of a, nobody's really looking into it. But. Uh-huh. Here I've been, I've been ranting a lot this episode. That's okay. It's a lot of what these are. Yeah. Of. But what's, Interesting. And again, our opinions are in a box under the table. I remember. I remember. So you can't just be like... Dismiss it out of hand. <laughs> yeah, you can't be like, look, oh, I see, you know, over the years, um, aliens have changed to fit the common idea of what aliens look like. And in a similar vein, when contactees have been contacted by aliens, like in the 1920s and 30s, the aliens would be like, I come from Venus. And then when we discovered Venus was not a place you could live... <laughs> They're like, I come from another galaxy, the next one. It's called this. Then we find another galaxy and we're like, no, nothing on it. They're like, ah, I come from deep space. <laughs> um, so when you read all those and you're like, well, immediately, instantly, you know, you want to go, well, okay, clearly people are just influenced by pop culture. You know, something maybe a little bit weird, but really explainable happens to them and they just try and fit it within a paradigm. Cool. But you kind of have to accept that still something is happening. What that is, I, who knows, but... Every day, you get hundreds of reports of people seeing things in the sky they don't, can't understand. And I think even there's a a military report where they went over, like, fucking decades of UFO reports that they'd received. Yeah. And they were like, look, 50% misidentification, 30% straight up lies, you know, X percent this, X percent this, explanation, explanation, explanation. But they're like, but look. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 1%. We just got no fucking clue. And whether that's just because they haven't figured out what exactly it is before, I don't know. I, you you yeah. still got to look at it and be like, what is happening? You got to yeah. allow for a margin of error. Exactly. So what do you think? Do you think um, complete bubkis or you're like, well... You know, if you had to come up with an explanation there for, might be for some, what is occurring, what what would that explanation be? There might be some phenomena going on that we don't know about, but once again, I don't think it's aliens. Oh, no. I I feel like, and there's that, that great fucking somebody's law, forget who's, some lads, where he's like, in the vastness of space, yeah. why would they come here just to experiment on us? 
What is the good? I don't think they flew 50,000 light years to start a fight. Exactly. exactly. The classic Will Smith line, (laughs) Independence Day. Independence Day, Will Smith, wise beyond his years. (laughs) Um, John A. Keel, the fellow who wrote The Mothman Prophecies, which is an awesome book, um, Mm. he suggests that instead of calling them aliens, he kind of refers to them as cosmic tricksters. (laughs) You know, he's like, well, it, it seems like these fucking aliens or these creatures, these extraterrestrial, these whatever beings, like they come down just to fuck with us. <laughs> He's like, that's what it seems like. And I don't know, at a certain point, you're like, yeah, a little bit. That's what seems to be happening. And I, yeah, I agree. It's almost like this is their equivalent of cow tipping. Yeah. I did. Okay. So putting our things in a box under mm. the table, I have on occasion been convincible of the opinion that maybe like there is intelligent life out there and we are equivalent like to a chicken or something to that (laughs) so they're just so much smarter it's like it's more of a not necessarily like you know let's make earth a conservation Mm. sort of zone it's more just like why would we bother with them yeah you're like well but there's this this great um oh it's kind of different and so, like, maybe this sort of stuff could be either them studying us. Yeah, or, or even them just popping down to have a gander. Yeah, just be or, like, oh, yeah. you know, like, a, one of our teenagers might go cow tipping. <laughs> yeah, somebody's just coming down to fucking give us the business and then head off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe it's what it seems like. It reminds me of there's this great short story, a radio play called Meat, I think. And it's like these two this conversation between these two aliens and they're like ah you know this x planet in the this quadrant of the galaxy um you know i think it's time that we brought him into the galactic council and then the other alien's like mm, but have you seen him and they're like why what's wrong with him he's like that made a meat and they're like what the fuck <laughs> that's fucked they're like yeah and all of their animals meat they're like that's <laughs> fucked up keep him out <laughs> which is great um Another interesting UFO crash, or UFO in the sense of unidentified flying object crash, is the Tunguska event. Oh, yeah, Do you yeah, know yeah. much about that? Uh, I know there was, it's just kind of like a, a nuclear force explosion that no one can really explain. explain. Yeah, uh, and that was uh, pretty much definitely not an alien, because... <laughs> <laughs> we'd know but um that was yeah in, in... an odd way to declare war <laughs> crash ship into him that'll show him good um and that was in oh where was it tunguska shit <laughs> where's tunguska though i feel like i want to say russia yeah i want to say somewhere near somewhere in sort of russia or mongolia maybe and that was a ship that or a, a mysterious explosion which um was so loud that it could be heard continents away and the smoke from it was visible in Britain, I think, which is <laughs> fucked. That's pretty shit. And what's interesting about the Tunguska event is that they've actually never been able to recover a, like, an object. Because what it seemed like and what people described, you know, people in the sort of nearby yeah. planes and stuff and steps and what have you, was like an object traveling at, at speed from the sky, which crashed in caused the boom. But when they went to investigate, they couldn't find a thing. And it was in quite a like a marshy area, I think, where whatever mm. it was landed. And they just searched and searched and searched and couldn't find it. All the trees that were surrounding the crash site as well had bent, similar to a nuclear explosion, but none of them had snapped, which is really interesting. Um, and another thing, and 
my research on this isn't great, so I'm not sure if this is true. Some of the animals discovered at the location uh, had experienced some kind of, I say mutation. I don't mean like they were like frogmen. I mean like (laughs) frogs with a lot of cancer. Yeah, like so. I think that regular radiation, regular basic mutations. mutations. Yeah, so that's really interesting. I think some of the theories towards a Tunguska event are like a black hole is one, like a little <laughs> mini black hole, which that I don't think seems unlikely. I feel like we'd be dead. Black <laughs> holes only grow in size. I want to say, yeah, until they well, they do eventually collapse. But <laughs> golly, like we, we, we would be dead by we'd now. Be long gone by the time that happened. Um, again, you know, people are like, oh, is a UFO crashing? And you're like, really? What, like, there's the machine, the engine gave out? What else is there? Comet? Mini tear in the world? What if? Have you ever played the first Call of Duty? I haven't, but I'm interested to learn where this is going. At a certain point in the first Call of Duty, there's a scene where there's a a nuclear missile flying across the world, and you got to get to the control center before it hits America, right? Fuck. You get there, you shut it down or whatever, and it harmlessly falls into the sea. What if it's, like, a thing like that, but instead of harmlessly falls into the sea, yeah, they're like, we got to shoot it down or it's going to go to Russia or yeah, America yeah, yeah. or whatever. Diverge it into a marsh. Hmm? Potentially. I mean, that would explain the nuclear fallout. And then no government wants to claim either that <laughs> either that they lost control of a nuclear site or that, or they, that they assaulted nearly, a nuclear site. Or that even they nearly got nuked. Yes. <laughs> yes. So they keep it secret. That would also, would that explain why they couldn't find any wreckage from it? Well, I can't imagine much of a nuclear uh, missile <laughs> survives Remains. the detonation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Potentially. That's not a bad explanation. Better than a black hole. Another theory I've heard was that a... Were there, hang on, were there any like cities or anything in the area? From the sounds, I don't think so. And if I could have just what, been a test that no one wanted to claim. That's true. Potentially a test that everybody was kind of keeping quiet about. I think the nearest town was miles away. Because I remember watching a documentary where they went and interviewed some people who lived in the town and they were like, yeah, it was crazy. What year was it? Do you want to- uh, I want to say 19... Oh, I feel like it was a while back. 70s? 60s? No, I feel like even earlier. 80s? On, oh, even earlier than that? Yeah, where's my phone? Before or... Uh, uh, you're getting your phone. Before or after World War II, would you say? I, I want to say before. Before World War II? They yeah. probably didn't have the technology then. Probably wasn't a new given event. Let's have a look. Wikipedia-ing that shit. <laughs> that shit. Yeah, Russia. In the Russian Empire. Okay. If it's after World War II, then I'm saying uh, ICBM, as they are sometimes referred to. Uh, nope, 1908. 1908. No, couldn't have been ICBM then. (laughs) Geophysical hypothesis. Oh, I ain't reading all this. Um, One very strange um, explanation I've heard was that a... It had some science name. Basically, it was like an invisible but solid object. Uh Uh-huh. Collided with Earth in Tunguska. And there was an explosion, I think, of much smaller but similar like size Mm -hmm. like not similar description but a much smaller size on the other side of the earth so like something pierced earth and popped out the other side that was a tunguska (laughs) event if i could remember that better that seems so unlikely it would be a better explanation the amount of force required to do that i know we would explode you would yeah you would think (laughs) last time something happened something pierced earth we got the moon (laughs) yeah that's a good point i don't see no new moon my opinion on sort of like UFOs and stuff is 
I, I, I don't want to say no. I'm sure it's not extraterrestrials. I'm sure it's not aliens coming down. But it sort of reminds me of uh, Black Panthers in Australia. Mm. In Australia, people see Black Panthers pretty often. In fact, probably one of every two people you talk to is like, oh, yeah, I know somebody who's seen Black Panther. Or I've seen a Black Panther myself. Now, one, we don't get Panthers in Australia. They're, they're not native. Two, Two, panthers are not a thing. Panthers, well, yeah, they're not a thing. That's true. All animals, like panther means that, isn't it like a panther, a jaguar? Um, it's, yeah, some sort of genetic condition where they come out all black. Well, no, see, because that's what's interesting. So panthers are, it's just another name for, not jaguar, the fuck is it? Basically, panther is like- Black lion. <laughs> you got it in one. Well, two, Jackson. <laughs> Uh, here it is. So a panther might ret- refer to a cougar, a jaguar, a mm. leopard. Um, yeah, so it's 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 actually no such thing as a panther. But aside from that, panthers, well, cougars, jaguars, all of that, very rarely are they black. In fact, it's, it's almost as rare as albinism, you know, an animal coming out mm. albino. So the fact that every sighting of a panther in Australia is of a black panther Makes it all the stranger than, you know, everybody's just seeing cougars. You know, then you're like, whatever, it's a cougar, is a cougar population, I guess. Shit. <laughs> but they're all black, which is incredibly mysterious. But again, people are seeing them. Like I said, every second person you chat to has seen a panther. Mm, it just feels like tall tales when you say something like that. Well, I agree. Like, don't get me wrong. But I'm like, why that story? One of my favorite Sasquatch stories, and maybe I said this in the Patterson Gimlin, but yeah, whatever. I don't keep know. Going. Who gives a fuck? Fuck you. One of my favorite stories, Bigfoot stories, is there was this construction site in the the, the woods, the Pacific Northwest, mm. and they were like, yeah, sometimes we'd be working, and we'd see Sasquatch come out of the woods, everybody'd be like, oh shit, and then go back in the woods, and I love that story because it's not exciting, it's not even really interesting, but why would you make that up? You know what I mean? Bit of attention. I guess. But what kind of attention did that guy get? I mean, I guess I'm but, talking about him yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he thought that. Anyway. I don't think he said that knowing that you would have this discussion <laughs> exactly. with me here and now. I don't think that ever crossed his mind. But yeah, so I, I have that similar opinion with UFOs. I'm like, I don't think they're extraterrestrials. And honestly, I can't come up with an explanation other than some kind of interdimensional boogeyman that pops up just to hassle our business. But something is happening. Whether even it's, and this is always something I've, or often something I've considered, whether it's like some psychological quirk of the human psyche that we've yet to sort of map out where you fucking, some, something hassles the human brain in such a way that we have similar hallucinations. I don't know. I think joint hallucination is a thing, isn't it? Yeah, joint hysteria is in um, this town in... Oh, my God. I'm going to say Istanbul, mm. but fuck, I know that's wrong. <laughs> um, they have, are currently actually having epidemics of sleeping sickness, which is a form of group hysteria or joint hysteria where, uh, like, kids at school, one will fall asleep and the other will fall asleep and they just can't wake them up for a long time. Nobody knows why. Nobody knows what it is. But, yeah, the group hysteria is definitely a thing. But... The, the kind of like extended group hysteria of the centuries and over, you know, so many different people in so many, so many different locations. Even if it's like a, a kind of joint. Uh, so an, one explanation, one interesting thing people point out about the gray as like a type of alien. 
mm-hmm. is that if you look at when you are like an infant and your eyes don't form properly and you don't mm-hmm. see people properly, have you ever seen those images? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, it's very interesting. It's like... Um, I'm presuming they look a little like greys. They look heaps like greys. What babies see... I'm Googling it. Faces as... How do we know what babies see? I don't know. I ain't a scientist. How do we know what we see? <laughs> oh, shit. Jackson, describe the color red. It's real angry. <laughs> it's a real furious color. Fuck, where is it? Here it is. Um, mm, mm. Okay, I can't get it. <laughs> anyway, look it up better than me and you'll see that one of the first things when a, when a baby looks at a face, the, the things that are very visible to it are massive eyes, tiny little mouth, barely any nose and almost no hair. That's just like your basic interpretation of a person, which is pretty much the explanation of greys. So that's interesting and worth mm. taking into account. But then also in a weird counter-argument to that is what I said earlier, that if you look at the the description of an alien, it's actually changed over time. So if you were going to argue that we see greys as we see greys because that is our, like, very... Baby eyes. Pr- yeah, like our baby eyes version of a human being, you're like, but that's only been quite recent, that that's our idea of what a grey looks like. Um. I think I, I, one last thing, because I know this whole episode just been me being like, are this, are that, are this. Um, but UFO is a big topic. Exactly. And we're not going to be able to cover it in one episode. And I'm sure we'll do more. And if look, if there's any element of this that you'd like us to expand on, please let me know. But one, I think one last thing I'll say, and it kind of comes into this idea that we have this cultural, like psychological, it's just a part of being human seems to be that this this feature, this cultural feature of us is that... UFO sightings or UFO cases, abduction cases, definitely. And your old-timey bloody fairy abduction cases. Yeah. F- like, they're fucking almost identical most of the time. Yeah, the, I've heard this before. Yeah, yeah the, this idea that this completely other race of creatures collect you, you know, when you're unawares. They've got more than fairies as well. There's stories of all sorts of different, like, creatures coming in the night. Supernatural creatures coming and grabbing you. Mm. And I guess this is one of those things that you could look at from sort of both or two perspectives. You could either be like, well, there you go. That's It's this weird, you know, um, like, cultural or like, I don't know what you'd call it, like primal thing. This 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 one of the, one of the like, a... What do you call it? When it's like a myth that every bloody culture has. Shared. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like a shared cultural idea of um, abduction by a race other, you know. And you could just be like, well, hey, look, there it is. It just exists in our brain the same way every culture has fairies, you know. Mm. Or you could go in the other bend and be like, well, there you go. It's been happening for centuries. Whatever it is, it's just, just changed it. Something else, exactly. Just changed its tactic. It even falls into the uh, mystery zeppelins as well. Yeah, exactly. You're like, well, that's your cultural idea at the time. So this, if you you know follow John A. Keel, this cultural trickster, this cosmic Joker, is like, well, sick. That's what they're expecting me to look like. That's what I'll look like. Or we're just like, no, nah, I need to be abducted by something weird. <laughs> so we imagine a zeppelin. Um, so yeah. At the end of that, and the end of that discussion, Adam, where do you sit on the on the UFO alien front? Unfortunately, even without even with my opinions in a box under the table, <laughs> I am an eternal skeptic. I think that's fair, and I think that's good. I think that's good to be. And I don't think I, even though I myself um, am, you know, forever on the fence about this. Like, 
I don't think I've presented any evidence tonight good enough to sway you. Mm. You know what I mean? Or to sway anybody. I think aliens are one of those ones where you're like, I I can't. Until one lands in the (laughs) middle of uh, fucking the city. Uh, Asking us to join the Galactic Alliance. It's just not happening. Probably no proof. And like the only evidence, the only hard evidence for UFOs that we have is photographs of like footprints in the ground. Like by which I mean uh, like indentations where a UFO has landed. Mm. Oh, we didn't even talk about crop circles. Oh, crop circles is like a whole fucking, it's its its own (laughs) episode. Something that is like, hey, we are hoaxes who make crop circles. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess it was them. But then you're like, actually, there are reports in the 1600s of exactly the same thing happening. Interesting. And we'll get to that. And until then, I've been Jackson Bailey. I've been Adam. And I've also been Adam again, filling in for Joel Dusher, filling in for Zamet, maybe for now and forever. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye and good night. Kisses. Do you wish your brain could be worse? The very idea of ideas hurts you? Well, we've got great news. For just under seven US dollars a month, you can get access to the Bad Brain Boys Plus over on Apple Podcasts and never have to be clever again. Just head to apple.co slash badbrainboys for your one-stop shop to smooth brain bliss, uninterrupted listening, and a heap of bonus content that'll give you ample opportunity to get actively stupider. That's apple.co slash badbrainboys and start your free trial today.